Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, the only show where we talk about whiskey, wrestling, and maybe some Baldur's Gate 3. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> We're both playing that. It's been lots of fun. Um, Since it has, it has kind of eaten both of our lives at the moment. Oh, yeah. I had this week off, and that was basically what I did. Played nice. that and watched television. Hey, uh, good, good time off. So, this week, we are drinking Evan Williams 1783 Small Batch. Okay. Expertly crafted. This is Kentucky. Uh, some, that's some really old whiskey, Michael. So Evan, yeah, <laughs> Evan Williams claims to be Kentucky's first distiller. This is extra aged in white oak barrels, whatever that means. <laughs> they left them in for another thirty yeah. minutes. Uh, it is ninety proof, forty five percent alcohol by volume, uh, and this is going to run you uh, twenty twenty one something somewhere in there dollars. It smells decent. Yeah. I mean, Evan Williams, it usually gets thrown in that same bucket with Jack. Um, you know, as far, yeah, as, as, far as I can, you know, call it, usually 99% of liquor stores are going to carry Evan Williams. Uh, the thing that it always stands out to me with them is they make a, a pre-done eggnog. Okay. That they sell at Christmas time that sells very well. I don't like eggnog, but they make the... Uh, you know, big dog liquor, eh? Eh. getting that early plug. Uh, they generally order like several cases of it and have to sometimes hold a case or two back. Otherwise, by, by the end of <laughs> October, it's all sold out and gone. So if you like eggnog, and I know you said you don't, but to any of our listeners who like eggnog, bamboo, get you some eggnog. From Walmart or wherever, make your in. make your own, and put bamboo in there, I and it is that, delicious. Like I don't like eggnog, but I could definitely see the the sweet, fruity funk of bamboo going well with it. I'm not an eggnog person. I'm I'm just not. I didn't drink it a whole lot growing up. I'm lactose intolerant, so I have to be very careful about drinking it now. But when I met my wife. And she she drinks eggnog. She loves eggnog. She grew up in the north where it's, you know. It's a thing up there. It's more of a thing. And we put some bamboo in there because it's what we had one year. <laughs> oh, my God. Worth it. It is so good. Like, I know you're not an eggnog. I may have to try Give that, it a though. try. I may have to try that. We'll, we'll, we'll have you over this year. We'll yeah, get some eggnog. We'll pour some, some bamboo. Maybe I'll bring some up here for the, the podcast. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Evan Williams, small batch, seventeen eighty three. Cheers! Cheers! Sorry for the clink. We yeah, the, the tiny dink. Our glasses disappeared. That's not too bad. No, it's got that cheap whiskey burn. Yeah, I was about to say it's a little hotter than um, the normal, the, but the, it also the, is ninety proof. Yeah, uh, which you know, mo- a lot of the ninety proofs we drink are. I really, I want to say that your sweet spot for most whiskeys and bourbons is going to be somewhere between that forty to eighty dollar range. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll say forty to hundred dollars 
just to, to get a few outliers there, that's going to get you your four roses. That's going to get you your angel's envy. That's going to get you a lot of the, the ones that we really enjoy. Cause, cause the thing is like, if you go over a hundred bucks, a lot of times the extra cost is not going to make up for the extra flavor. Yeah. Unless you are way more of a whiskey snob than we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And under 40, it feels like to me, you would be better served, save up another five, ten dollars and get something in that forty dollar range. Now th- there are exceptions as with anything. Yeah. Um I'm blanking on on the redemptions. Yes. The redemptions They're are the usually that twenty five to thirty five dollar range. They are they're good. They're pretty good. You know, they're they're one of those that I absolutely say they punch way above their price. Yeah. And are worth picking up at that price range. Yeah. Especially considering a lot of the other stuff at that price range is things like Canadian Hunter. <laughs> no, no, Canadian Hunter, sir, is ten dollars. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, I saw it at the store today in a glass bottle. Ooh, fancy. For eleven ninety nine. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was eleven ninety nine. Wow. It was the same price in the plastic bottle. You get the glass bottle, wow. which you know, but yeah. No, it is ten dollars for and I almost there was another one there. I don't know what it was, but it was a um it was another cheap imported Canadian whiskey. It was eight ninety nine. Ooh. And I was like, I was like, I am no, not nah. buying that because I'm nah. not going to drink that. <laughs> oh, so but <laughs> so this week in wrestling, we're uh, we're not really going to cover the shows like we were. Um, full disclosure, I did not watch Raw. I did not watch SmackDown. I didn't even watch the clips on YouTube about either of them. Uh, I read a little bit about what happened with, like, the fact that Edge's last match, or last yeah. match on his contract, I guess I should say. So, we're, we'll talk more we're about that. that. I did watch watch SmackDown. Um, it was on the screen to my right while I was playing Baldur's Gate on the yeah. screen to my left. Oh. Um, so, there's that for you. But, no, I, I did watch it. I did pay attention to it. and But I haven't watched Raw. I didn't care about raw i like i said i had this week off i had mm-hmm. all of the opportunity to watch raw i had no desire to put raw on yeah and smackdown like i said i watched it i paid attention to it but it was white noise even mm-hmm. with me watching it like I, it was white noise we're going to talk about edge yep and we're going to talk about some other stuff happening in professional wrestling these days. Well, we can also talk about the fact that Jey Uso apparently quit WWE. Storyline. Of course. Uh Um, From what I have read on his, you know, hey, I quit, I'm leaving, it was because they could not get a special permit this time for both him and Jimmy to go to Canada due to their DUIs and things of that nature. Um, yeah, hold on. Are you telling me that in the year 2023, 
in the United States of America and Canada, actions have consequences. It's rare, but yes. Huh. So apparently they couldn't get the, they couldn't get the, like last time they went, they were able to get the special dispensations. They've been able to do it several times, but they were not able to do it this time. Uh, So him quitting was convenient since they've been in Canada for the past like couple of weeks. Well, and you know what? Let him quit. Let him stay off TV for several months. The uh, rumor is that somebody backstage, I don't know who, but, but somebody backstage is wanting to push the Jay versus Jimmy match to WrestleMania. Jesus. And the only way that happens is if you keep Jay off of television right. until Rumble. WrestleMania. <laughs> well, I, I think they could get away with it keeping him off television until Rumble. I still think it would have been awesome if they could have worked out a deal with Impact like they did with uh, letting Mickey James come in for the Legends yeah. uh, women's tournament thing or women's Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. Um, I feel like it would have been awesome if they could have worked out a deal for like a one-off for him to show up with uh, Trinity, you know, his wife. Yeah. Uh, I always forget which Uso she's married to. I think it's to. Jay that she's married to. Uh, but And if it's not Jay that she's married to, then her brother-in-law, you know. Either way, it is a tie-in that would have been really cool and really, really sold the, oh, crap, did he really quit? <laughs> uh, I think she's married to Jimmy now that I think about it. She is married to Jimmy. Um, I just I was just just looking it up. So But it would be really awesome if he showed up there as a is that and and use his real name, right? Is is that uh Julius Fatu or whatever? I think it Julius is his real name, but John it, is Jimmy's real name is John. Um let me see what Jay is. It's gonna be another um probably a J, I'm sure, but <laughs> quit trying to change it to hey, autocorrect. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just think it would be Joshua. Joshua. It would be awesome if they were like, is that Joshua Fatu? What's he doing here? Yeah. You know, that would be hilarious to me. And it would really just spin the wheels of all of the marks and everything that were like, oh, yeah, his quit was just story. Meh. You know, <laughs> all the marks, like, all like, the marks us. like us. Exactly. Like <laughs> us. Uh, it would really have just done something extra in that. What the heck is going on here? No. And it would be creative storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Like, AEW showed back early in AEW's career mm-hmm. uh, that doing crossover stuff like that is possible. Mm-hmm. And can and, be kind of cool. And can be cool. Now, you can take it overboard, AEW, TNA with Kenny Omega. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that can definitely be taken overboard. But at the same time, little stuff like this is not going to hurt. Look... Impact is not a competitor no. for WWE. Not even they're, slightly. They're not. So letting Jay go there while he's on a WWE hiatus. Right. Because, I mean, they moved him to the, the alumni section of the website. You know, they were doing everything they could to try to, you know, make sure everybody was like, oh, shit, he really quit. Um, It would be, I just thought it would be like a really cool cherry on top type thing. Yeah. It'd be, it would be amazing, and it would help tell the story. It would give impact, which 
WWE is using Impact and AEW is using Impact as a developmental. They are. They are. And they want to move NXT up to its own brand. That's apparently have become reestablished in WWE that they want to do that. I'm not saying that WWE should treat Impact as a developmental territory, but think of the story implications of a Jey Uso Mm -hmm. leaving WWE and going and wrestling an impact don't don't, yeah just being seen an impact don't let him don't put him in the title feud in impact like i don't even want him to wrestle an impact manage naomi or or trinity i just want him to show up a once maybe twice as a what is he doing here yeah you know and then he vanishes and impact can never talk about it again if they want to but there you go, and yeah. they've got, and now they've got a favor to ask of WWE at some point. Um, I think that would be neat. Yeah, it would be neat. Uh, now, the reason, of course, he's off is because he couldn't get to Canada. So, let's talk about Canada for a minute. Let's talk Blame about Blame Canada. Yeah, Blame Canada. No. So, <laughs> so one Senior Adam Copeland, Adam Copeland, uh, wrestled Sheamus last night because we're recording this Saturday night. So this was Edge's, Adam Copeland is Edge. For those of you who don't know, this was Edge's 25th anniversary in professional wrestling. Yep. Toronto is his hometown. And they were in Toronto. Yep. So they have this big 25th anniversary segment. They have a whole, like, pre-taped thing showing different parts of his career. And honestly, it was a little bit too much. Like, that was part of it that, like, lost me as I was watching because... Yes, it's cool to relive all of these moments with Edge. And when you talk about moments, Edge is one of those guys that just has all of them. The live sex show, (laughs) the ultimate opportunist, the TLC matches. A three-second pose. Three-second pose. You know, the brood. Like, he's got... Edge has all of the moments. Yeah, absolutely. I don't need... 20 minutes of your two hour show devoted to those moments to the history of edge. You have Peacock TV that you want to drive people to mm-hmm. put it there. So, and you just released, I haven't seen it yet, but everything that I've heard, the American nightmare stuff with Cody Rhodes is supposed to be very good. And WWE always does great with their documentaries. Mm-hmm. Do five minutes worth of edge moments on TV. Maybe that's even probably too long. But you do some edge moments on TV. You give him his segment to do whatever. And then you put an edge documentary on Peacock. Peacock. So, according to all the dirt sheets, right? Mm -hmm. Edge's contract ends in September. Edge's contract ends at the end of September, and I don't think that that's dirt sheets. That's uh, what Edge has stated in okay. an interview. This was his last contracted match. Now, yes. I say it that way because there have been several. Uh, Lesnar has done it. A couple other people have done it. They were contracted for X amount of matches. They have then wrestled one or two more. Mm-hmm on a match-by-match type thing. So that is still possible. Oh, yeah. Edge has made the comment that he does not see himself 
continuing to wrestle into 2024. Well, he even stated, so after the show last night, Edge talking to the crowd, because Edge versus Sheamus was the main event. Yeah. Uh, And I'll talk more about that in a second. But after the show, he basically said, hey, this is my goodbye to here. I don't think I'm going to make it back here again. Again. Uh, I think what his his statement was, I don't think I'm going to make it another year to here, to be here again. And that's fair. Yeah. There is is one thing I want to see from Edge before he, he rides off into the sunset completely. I want to see him, even if it's just a a one-off, show up on AEW. So that is the big rumor going around, is that there is a very high possibility that Edge shows up in AEW. Of course, WWE owns the name Edge. Right, so So, you have to show up as Adam Copeland or um, or, uh, crap, I can't remember what his original wrestling name was. I'm going to go to Theosaurus.com. Um, but Let's go to Theosaurus.com real quick. Christian, it was a course there, and and Adam and Jay, because that's Christian's real name, have been friends since they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, FTR live near Edge in North Carolina, and they're the ones that actually helped him train to get back into shape to get back in the ring with WWE. When the outside doctor cleared him a few years ago, and he went to WWE and said, hey, I want to come back. WWE was like, nah, we're good. FTR set up a meeting between him and Tony. Tony offered him to come to AEW. He took that and went to WWE and said, I'm going over here if y'all don't let me come back. And WWE at the time was very much a, oh, no, no, no. Vince was like, no, we'll sign you. Just so that you don't go to AEW. Because that would have been yet another major wrestling name showing up on the Pissant T-shirt company at the time. Um, Some would argue they're still a Pissant T-shirt company, which we'll get to in a few minutes. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Um, stay tuned. So, yeah, I, I think it would be really cool. I'm not, I don't, I'm not wanting to go for like a year or anything like that, but it would be cool to see him show up. He comes out, he does some stuff with Christian. Then we get that one more match. Edge and Christian versus Matt and Jeff. And we get to see that it'll be a terrible match. Mm-hmm. Like it, it won't be good. Because the only one that can still go... A little is Christian. I was going to say Edge. Edge. Yeah. It'll be a bad (laughs) match. But for all of us that grew up in the Attitude Era, and remember all of those matches between those those four men, I think it would just be a really cool capstone on the career. Yeah. So... Then maybe all of them could retire. (laughs) So some possible names for Edge... Oh, and and AEW, boundary, boundary Copeland, um, <laughs> corner Copeland, Mm-mm. end Copeland, 
Mm-mm. Fringe Copeland. <laughs> I could see that maybe. <laughs> so these are all synonyms for edge. Right. No. Uh, and there's not really a good one uh, no. that would replace edge. Uh, yeah, verge, rim, perimeter, outskirt. Uh, it, there's there's work. nothing in he'll, here that really works. He'll come in as Adam Copeland for sure. Yeah, yeah, you do Adam Edge. Yeah. Edge does Adam Copeland, and everybody knows him well enough yeah. by that name. Uh, or maybe he works a deal out with WWE mm-hmm. to retain the Buy rights his, to the Edge name. Uh, who knows? Which Vince isn't going to do. Uh, no, that ain't going to happen. But who knows? I, I maintain to this day that if I was a wrestler that was as successful as guys like Edge, uh, Taker, that in my later contracts, there would be something. I, I there would be something saying that I retained usage rights for the name after I leave the company. Either, either I retain usage rights, or I own the name. I get to yay or nay anything that gets done. Yeah, with my name. So. Like, if you don't want to give me the usage rights because, well, uh, you know, uh, Kane is a a character that is owned by the WWE. Okay. Um, if you want to do anything with Kane, you either pay me or you don't get to. You don't get to create or, or fake Diesel <laughs> or the underfaker. Well, and, or you know... I can understand both sides of the argument. I, I really can. Um, but going out and, and doing something along the lines of just letting him use Edge or, shoot, you look at what Ryback did, and I like hate bringing up this man at all. Right. But you look what he did. He's like, okay, you don't want to let me use this? Well, then um, I'm just going to change my name. Yeah. And now there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, which Cody was always more diplomatic than that. Yeah. But Cody's actual legal name, because he changed it, is Cody Rhodes. Is Cody Rhodes. And if he had decided to use that, there's absolutely nothing WWE could have done. Mm-hmm. Now, Cody didn't want that because he wanted to be the Madonna of wrestling. He wanted that one name, right. Sting. You know, you, you talk one name, Goldberg, Sting, Cody. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't have the same. It doesn't work. And he was able to get around it without any legal trouble by always bringing Brandy with him. Yeah, so it was Cody and, and Brandy, Brandy Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> or it was Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. So they were able to get away with stuff. But no, Edge has only ever worked for WWE. Yeah. And I... Th- whether I would be successful if I had that kind of loyalty and career that would be part of one of my final contracts is mm-hmm. I retain usage rights yep. because, be or, to, or control over the name. Yeah. Because I want to be able to go to comic cons and yeah. sign as edge. Yeah. And like, that's just, I've been known for that for 25 years, years, right? Tw- yeah. Literally 25 edge, years. It's been 25 yeah. years. So, so, but, uh, Speaking, we, we mentioned FTR in there as being yeah, so let's let's <laughs> uh, as being the two of the guys that helped Edge get back in shape. Um, one of them has uh, 
done a little oopsie. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Aggravated assault with a firearm is a I mean, little oopsie. I mean, you know, um, came out the other day, I think Thursday, that Cash Wheeler had been had turned himself in because this happened at the end of July, I think. Mm. Um, apparently, got into a little bit of a little bit of a tiff. A little bit of a scuffle uh, and a road rage incident. And he uh, flashed a firearm at the other motorist who pressed charges. Uh, and there you go. Now, he's innocent until proven guilty. Sure. And we don't know what flashed a firearm means. Yeah, we don't know if that means he just like lifted his shirt and showed the handle, or does it mean did he, he was get, like waving it around like a like a did genius? He ha- was he carrying it? Yeah, on his side, which whatever. I, I'm I'm not up to was, date it was enough. In Florida wasn't it? It was in Florida, and I'm it's not op- up to that's date. That's an open carry state. So. Is it? I, I'm not sure. They are open but, carry. Um, I know Mississippi is. Mm-hmm. Florida, is and, too. but um. Was it just on his waist as he right. got out of the car? Like we don't no. know what's going on, right? We don't no. know the full the full rundown of it. Obviously. He's innocent until proven guilty. With that being said, don't be a dumbass and flash a rifle or a right. gun or whatever a firearm a firearm yeah. in a road rage incident or in any incident. Don't show a gun a firearm unless you are intending to use it preferably in self-defense. So he was released on bail. Uh, His passport was not confiscated. So as of right now, the, the match it all in between them and the bucks still going on. Um, Who do you think is going to win that match? I was about to say, (laughs) so I was already leaning towards the bucks, probably winning uh, since Malachi black and house of black have said that they are, going to be collision exclusive and that's the trios champions at the moment so wrestle math to me says the trios belts will stay on collision and the bucks were going to win to bring the tag belts back to dynamite then you'd have the the tag belts there now after this uh there is no doubt in my mind that the bucks are winning i mean are, are losing if the match still happens, and like he didn't have to turn his, his passport as of right in, now, the match is still on. Uh, but it is a little bit up in the air because he does have this pending charge. Britain doesn't have to let him in. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know how that works because he hasn't been convicted or anything. His passport hasn't been stolen or, or, or confiscated. He he has his passport. All that's going on. He is currently, as we said, an innocent man. So I don't know how that plays in. Um, I, I'm obviously not a lawyer, especially not an international. Right. I've never stepped foot outside of the country. Yeah, uh, But I'm Same going here. to go out on a limb and say that a country can re- refuse I mean, admittance. I'm sure, I'm sure a country could say, yeah, we don't want you in uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Would they, though? I, I don't feel like that would make good and, and I hate to use this term because it's a wrestler we're talking about here, but I don't think it would make good diplomatic sense if England was just like, yeah, this this random wrestler guy who is pending charges, we're not going to let him in. 
You know, it just doesn't. I, I realize that we're talking completely different situations here, but they won't allow Snoop Dogg in. I mean, Snoop Dogg has been convicted <laughs> of several crimes. But, you so know, Cash has not, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. He has not been convicted yet. Now, if the the arraignment was already done and he had been sentenced and all that, sure, I, I would I would buy it. But right now, well, I don't think I can because. He's technically still innocent. And is he, is this big enough news in Great Britain? I, I don't think That so. they even know it's a thing happening. Somebody in Florida, a man in Florida showed someone a gun. That is called <laughs> Tuesday. Right? True. So I don't think it'll impact there. If anything, I think the only impact would be if like Tony wanted to suspend him or something like that. I don't see that happening. Um, but I absolutely, well, even, without a shadow of a doubt, see the Bucks winning. Even if Tony decides to suspend him. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, even if Tony decides to suspend him, he'll do it after this match. Yeah. Because, moving on moving a little bit, step. All In has outsold... Every other event that's ever happened over there. Not just over there. All In just broke the record that was set by WrestleMania 32 for most sold tickets. Now, the term sold, I think, is doing a whole lot of heavy lifting (laughs) in that sentence. Um, Because WWE has announced, you know, before that they've had like 100,000 people. We all know WWE really inflates their their numbers. Like I think they said, like the Silver Dome had a hundred and nineteen thousand people for one of the wrestle for like WrestleMania two or three, whichever one was there. And it's like the Silver Dome can only hold like seventy thousand people. No, what's <laughs> yeah, what's or something like that, right? What's what's great about the WWE stuff and the inflation is WWE will announce their attendance. Mm-hmm. Where they count literally everybody who's in the building yeah. that entire day. All so of the if you were, all of the office staff, yeah, all every, of the wrestlers, all yeah. Uh and, and then they add in forty or fifty more thousand people. Yeah. But maybe, wait six months yeah. after that and find where the city announces right. the 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 yeah. you know the, the fiscal numbers for that yes. center and you'll get the actual number. But yeah, WrestleMania 32 sold like 80,730 something tickets and all in is at like 80,780 something tickets. So it's only like 50 to 100 tickets more at this point, but they still have about 4,000 tickets that can be sold. Um but they have broken that record, yeah. which it's pretty damn good for a company that, what, three years ago, four years ago, was told uh, you can't sell out 12,000. Well, that was even that was before well, yeah, the company was, was before even company. a company. That was, that was just Meltzer telling the Bucks and Cody, you can't sell 12,000 tickets. I don't even think he was saying that. I think he was just, I think he said that to the ether that no yeah. indie company is going to sell out right. 12,000 tickets. And the Bucks and Cody went, bet. bet. so yeah but yeah like so i mean that's huge and and it is huge news and i wish nothing but success for aew but you notice we didn't talk about aew's show this week 
Yeah, we watched Dynamite. It was on while we were up here. Uh, we hung out and watched it like we always do. Um, there. Oh, we do have to talk about one thing on that show. Uh, is it the collusion? I'm sorry, the collusion. The uh, collision excu- exclusive triple uh, tag team champions no. uh, that showed up on Dynamite. No, no it's not that. Nope, it's not that. Um. Is it Don Callis and his uh, combined hour of TV time in a two-hour show? We can talk about that and the fact that, yeah, Don Callis got like three segments <laughs> and turned on Jericho. I'm only slightly exaggerating here when I said he had an hour of TV yeah. time. Turned um, on Jericho to set up uh, Will Osprey versus Jericho at All In, which that's what we all wanted to watch, right? Will Osprey versus Jericho? That's like a marquee match. No, no. Will Ospreay versus Sammy Guevara. Can can we get that? Yeah. So, um, but no, 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 no. That's not that's not what we need to talk about. I I'm stopped. You stopped. I'm, I'm okay. Stopped. So, we're getting close to spooky season. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I I I had blocked this out from my mind <laughs> because of how awful it was. So. I think next week, right? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game comes out, which is a a one versus all. One person is Leatherface, and everybody else is survivors, and you're trying to escape. So, is this a reskin of the Friday the Thirteenth game that came out several Basically, years ago? Basically, <laughs> it's that. It's Dead by Daylight. There's several games like that out there. Um. So this is coming out very soon. So we got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. That you couldn't see half the time. Between Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. And I will be the first one to say... Well, I won't be the first one to say, but I'll be the first among us to say I applaud the idea. It could have been cool. There's a word in that sentence that is really working hard right now. Could. Um the the premise was okay. The match was unwatchable, and I and don't, not because and it, I don't mean that because it's bad. I mean that because three quarters of the match was filmed in the backstage hallways area that were lit by red light bulbs. If they were lit at all, if they were lit at all, and you couldn't see what was happening. This was the Battle of the Jeffs. Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett. And we couldn't see anything. I would rather watch the Mountain Dew pitch black match on repeat for three hours because try to watch this again. Look, the Mountain Dew pitch black match had a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. But at one, it was a fun match. Two, you could actually tell what was going going on. on. Yeah. Uh, 
This was bad. There was, like I said, there was a lot of issues with the Mountain Dew match. This was just bad. Leatherface shows up at one point yep. and chases Karen, Karen Jarrett, Jarrett to the back with a chainsaw. To the back with a chainsaw. Uh, Jeff Jarrett wins the match after the Hardy family, whatever they're calling themselves these days, uh, just got destroyed and overwhelmed by Jeff Jarrett and his goonies. Yes. Um, But it was just bad. Yeah, it was was not good. So a couple things. Warner Brothers Discovery... Absolutely loved it and are looking for other show, other things that right. they can tie in. So we can look forward to more of that. And, like, here's the thing, right? I get these tie-in matches. They, they, I, make money. I, they got paid a lot of money for and that And here's the thing. And it all and went to I was charity. about to say. Well, I was just about to say. They got paid $100,000, AEW did, for that tie-in. And they immediately donated all $100,000 of that to the Maui uh, Relief Fund for the, the fact that the island had burnt to the ground. Yeah. That's cool. That is. Props to Tony, props to AEW, and... The whole of it, right? You know, all of that. We're going to start seeing more of these tie-ins simply because we are moving further and further away from television which would have commercials for us. Uh, You know, I think I saw something the other day that July was the first month in history that Nielsen reported less than 50% of people watched television on television, on cable, on direct TV, on that kind of stuff. And this goes back to something we've talked about if AEW wants to remain relevant, they're going to have to get a streaming deal. They have to get a streaming deal. So as more and more people move to Netflix and Hulu and even like, even we have direct TV stream. That is what we watch uh, on. And it'll cut to commercial and it'll show like a Quiznos commercial or it'll show, you know, something like that. And then some of the commercials that we get just say commercial break is in progress. Please stand by. Yeah. As people move more and more to streaming, there's going to be less and less actual commercial space for your traditional commercial ideas where movie trailers and all that kind of stuff would normally go. So we're going to see more of this tie-in stuff. You know, I mean, it's been in sports for a long time. You, You see, like in NASCAR, all the vehicles have stickers and their sponsors and all that stuff over it. Baseball has had for ages things like the seventh inning stretch brought to you by, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Football stadiums are all named after generally something. I mean, hell, Mercedes has the Superdome in Louisiana. They don't have the Superdome anymore. Oh, they don't. Um, They have have the Atlanta Stadium now. Well, I know for a while they had both Atlanta and both of them. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you see the Capital One Center. You see the Staples Center. Like all of all of the the big uh, stadiums and and arenas are all branded. mm -hmm. All of the bowl games for college football are branded. You know, but God forbid we pay college athletes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They can actually get get paid now. I know. Um, (laughs) So I couldn't help it, though. Like everything is branded. For wrestling has, you know, we 
it's only been the last couple of years that we've seen things like the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match mm-hmm. or, you know, when Brock came back the first time, there was a lot of talk about would he be allowed to continue wearing his Jimmy John's shorts. And he know? was. And he was, you know. Wrestling has always kind of had that Michael Cole, you know, Raw tonight's brought to you by Starburst, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's never been any overt branding. Well, I mean, there, there's there been where they've gotten the wrestlers to do commercials. Yeah. I know Triple H did a, an energy drink back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Ico, Ico, um, well, Ico Pros about the, <laughs> the I, you know, back in the day. But you get a lot of, for the last several years, Cricket. Yeah, Cricket's uh, a huge corporate sponsor for WWE. Know, but, um, but as far as like, again, that's a, there's a Cricket commercial that has Drew McIntyre on it. Mm. It's a Cricket commercial that has Drew on it. It's not, Drew McIntyre doesn't come out to the ring being flanked by the Cricket people, the, the little little stuffy Thank animal guys, God. right? And I'm going to delete this because we don't want to give them ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, we watched, we noticed on AEW, this this is a couple of years ago, right? That the yeah. ring has branding on it. DraftKings yeah. are, you know, stuff like that. And, and UFC does has been doing that for a long time. DraftKings. <laughs> you can bet on wrestling. Oh, my God. Um, but <laughs> WWE wants to legalize betting on wrestling. So we're going to see a lot more of this, you know, so-and-so movie or so-and-so new soda or liquor or whatever bringing you this match. Yeah. You know, we're going to start seeing that a lot more, I think, because ad dollars still got to be spent. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it. And they got to advertise somehow. And whether we like it or not, they're going to advertise. And the thing is, as long as it's not like, like this, I, I would say this is the wrong way to do it. Right, because it made the viewing of the match not enjoyable. You know, I'm not going to throw that onto the Texas Chainsaw I'm not Massacre Texas people. Chainsaw Massacre. I'm I'm blaming AEW, yeah. the production, and specifically but, Tony Khan. I, you guys, right. you notice I've been very critical of Tony lately. But what I mean there is, this didn't work. Yeah. Right. Blame who you want to blame. It didn't work. But here's the thing, you know, you treat it as a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if if they had done what WWE did a few years ago, you remember, um, and I forget who the match was. Was it? Um, what's the serial killer guy uh, in WWE? Uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Who was he facing? Um, I'm completely blank, but uh, to the uh, oh, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes, when they did the whole Dexter Cameron fight where they went to Dexter's house. Yeah. Okay. That's how you do the Texas Chainsaw so, Massacre. So you mean like a House of Horrors match? Yes. Like, like Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton had. Yes, but better. <laughs> uh, no, you do it as but a yeah, pre-tape yeah, segment. I get you what don't, you're talking about. You don't yeah. try to do it live in the arena. You, you make sure that is something the biggest issues with done. this match. The biggest issues with this match, outside of the silliness of Leatherface the, walking, the silliness I behind, can, you know, I, I can get and I can deal with. I'm fine with that. Michael, there's a a, a dinosaur that wrestles. I know. I, I, I I'm I'm fine with that. 
the what I'm getting with, what I'm getting to, is the fact that for a significant production. portion of this match, you could not tell who was who I, on your screen because it was so dark. I made the comment while we were sitting here watching, and I was like, oh, it's nice to see Fight Forever is being released on the Virtual Boy. Because <laughs> there was literally nothing but red and black on the screen. Yeah. That was it. It was... If, if we want to be completely honest, if we want to be completely honest with our audience here, we got up and went to the gas yeah, station we, we during the match. During, during part of the match, we left. Yeah. And when we came back, it was it had like a minute or so left and ended. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that gives you an idea of what was going on with that's this. That's not the kind of eyes that you want on your sponsored match. There's a way to do this. Like I said, do it as yeah. a house of horrors. Do it as a pre-taped segment. Give them both chainsaws. Real you ones. Know, Let's go. <laughs> honestly, They're both old. They've had a good life. Honestly, you set yourself up for success having the Hardys involved. Yeah. Because how many times have we been out to the Hardy compound for a spooky match? For sure. Like all uh, of the delete, all yeah. the ultimate deletion, the ultimate, ultimate deletion, annihilation. Whatever the ultimate, they called it. Yeah. All of those, and the majority of them... Have been fun. ...were spectacular. You could have done that here. And... This could have been at the Hardy Compound, and you could have had Leatherface running around the woods at the Hardy Compound here. Yeah. That would have been fantastic, and we would have loved every minute of it. Yeah. Not as much as kangaroo kicks, but we would have liked it. <laughs> Are we talking about kangaroo kicks now? Yeah, I think that's where we need to move to. So, okay, uh, Cole and MJF are still together for now. You know they have their they have their match versus to versus uh, Aussie Open for the ROH titles, and then they have a match against each other for the AEW title uh, at All In. Um, they had their a segment where they were going to get into the minds of Aussie Open. <laughs> So they went to Outback, the steakhouse. <laughs> and they, while they were there, MJF has an epiphany where he sees a guy fighting a kangaroo and decides that the kangaroo kick is going to be how they win. They then watch Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2. I oh love Every single minute of the Cole MJF thing. There, there is a part of me that is going to be profoundly sad. Yes, when, when, when this, this is over, ends after all in, I am going to be very sad. And I'm, I'm calling my shot now. This ends at all in after they lose to Aussie Open. Cole's going to turn on MJF to try to get an advantage going into their singles yeah. match. I hope that's the way it goes. I don't have any faith in that being the way it goes, but I hope that's how it goes. But I'm going to be very sad that this is over because those two, you go back and listen, I'm very critical of MJF. Yeah. Oh, we, and, we, and all, I, we both were. And, and all I, of I us think, are. I think deservedly so because it, he didn't grow uh -uh, not at all. for three years. And it remains to be seen coming out of this if he 
actually grows. He's growing from this. But the things that he's been doing, the things that MJF and Adam Cole have been doing are phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. They're AJ Styles. Um, I, uh, I forgot <laughs> something. I forgot something. What's that? When we were talking about legal troubles. Okay. We talked about cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I can speak for you in this one because I know I can speak for me, and we're not that far apart in age. One of your first WWE diva crushes, Miss Sunny. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Tamra Sitch uh, appeared in court. Mm-hmm. She is facing what looks like around 25 years at least. Uh, yeah, she's she's facing 25 years. Uh, this comes from a traffic accident, I believe, earlier this year. Is it earlier this year or late last year? E- either way. Um, where she was DUI. And I can say that she was because she's gone to court and yes. she has pled no contest. Yes. So she was driving under the influence, and she killed someone. Yep. So um, the the charges that have been stacked against her are uh, involuntary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I forget the exact legal, but it's like involuntary homicide with a vehicular with a a a vehicle, uh, like a third offense DUI or fifth offense DUI, like something like that. Uh, Driving with a suspended license, creating bodily harm with a suspended license. We've um, we've been watching for. Like there's a ton of charges that are dropped on her. We've been this. watching for the last five, six years, maybe even ten. Just this absolute collapse mm-hmm. of Sunny in, in her life as she's just spiraled, and I think we've even begged on here a couple times that you know asked. Hope that help. she would get her help. Because here's the thing, right? Um, She's a former WWE employee. WWE gives all of their employees lifelong, if you need rehab, you need any of that kind of stuff, WWE picks up the tab for that. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a few weeks ago, I think, and we talked about it when it happened. WWE paid for John Moxley's rehab. Yeah. Who is the top star of their rival competi- uh, of their rival wrestling group, right? Yeah. They paid for his rehab. So she could have gotten help anytime she wanted it. So let's see. I'm going to pull up Sonny's, uh, or I'm going to try to pull yeah. up Sonny's list of charges here. Um, uh, but... Um, But yeah. Okay, uh, so according to court documents, in addition to the plea to felony DUI causing death, she also pleaded no contest to one felony charge of driving with license suspended causing death, four misdemeanor counts of DUI with damage to a person, and two misdemeanor charges of DUI with damage to property. Uh, she obviously knew that they had the evidence they needed. Mm-hmm. Um. I I would say she's doing the right thing here by pleading guilty and no contest. I'm obvi- I'm not a lawyer, but 
my guess here is that she's taking the plea in hopes of at least getting a little bit of leniency um, from the judge. I don't know. I, I hope she doesn't. Yeah. I, I Get don't. the leniency that is. I, I'm guessing here, and I'm, I'm just guessing. I'd say she's probably going to get a 10-year prison sentence with followed by some probation. Right. Um, and that's just a, a, a broad th- guess. Some, it'll be somewhere in that range, I think. To me, DUI is one of those things that if they could give a stronger punishment for it, I wish they would. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not even like a crime of passion. That That is a you know better Look, like if don't drink and drive, it's that simple. Order an Uber and then stiff the Uber driver and go to court for stealing, you know. Like, it's especially in this day and age, you have Uber and Lyft everywhere. Like, the only places you don't are going to be some super rural communities. And even (laughs) then, if you're in a super rural community, most of those places don't have places to drink, so you're in a more urban environment drinking, yep. and Uber and Lyft and taxis and all will take you to the rural area. Yeah. It may cost you a dollar or I, two, but they'll take look, you out there. I have a buddy of mine who drives Uber for us for, for down here on the coast, and I know on more than one occasion where he has gotten rides from the coast to Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's gotten rides from the coast to New Orleans, and he's gotten rides from the from Biloxi to uh, Panama City Beach. Jeez. So, like, just get an Uber. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard nowadays. And it's really not that expensive, especially when you compare it against someone else's someone? life. And the cost that you're going to get from defending the fact that you decided to drink mm-hmm. and then you got behind the wheel of a car yep, and you murdered someone. And sadly, it's one of those things that the majority of cases that I have ever seen, the person that's drunk and doing the driving, they get a couple of bruises, maybe a broken bone. Yeah. It's the other person that ends up dead. This is something, to me, this is something that's like very dear and close to me because I have had family members mm-hmm. that have died from a drunk driver. Yeah. Not um, not just a family member dead, but like half of the family almost dead type stuff, right? Don't drink and drive. We are the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We drink whiskey while we're recording this and we either don't drink it. Well, we've never drank enough to get drunk. Yeah. And if we, you know, Hey, we didn't eat anything today. So, and we had a little bit more of the whiskey pour than we wanted. We'll hang out here for an hour or so yeah. after the recording and watch TV. Yeah. Until we, we, will, we feel that we're safe to get on the road. We will ensure that we are safe to drive. And if there was something and, that ever came up, I'd take Michael home and I'm sure he would do the same for me. Absolutely. And uh, he lives out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but, and, and I want to say this for any of our friends that are listening. You guys know know us. You have our numbers more than likely. 
all seven of y'all that listen to the show. show, (laughs) If you ever need somebody to come pick you up, I don't care what time it is. Call me and I will come get you. Call me. I might give you a tough time about it. Oh, I I will absolutely Uh, give you a tough time, but not about you calling me to pick you up. But I will definitely give you a tough time about the fact that you called me at 3 a.m. Yeah. And we're definitely going to be recording your drunken antics in my back seat. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and we have the means to do it. Yeah. You know? But no, uh, we will. I, I, I think same for you. you oh, know, absolutely. We, we will absolutely. absolutely come pick you up and mm-hmm. get you where you need to be safely. Because I would rather have you healthy, alive, and in my life. Yep. Then know you as that that guy that I used to know that killed somebody yep. because they chose to drive. And now they're in, in uh, parchment. You know, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. Give us a call. We're gonna move on because I, mean, I, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, what else do we got to talk about? Really, two more things. Okay, two more things. The first one is real quick and easy. Lacey Evans, her oh, yeah. contract has. Uh, is is up with WWE. She's no longer there. She's a free agent, meaning that she could show up on whatever show this week. Yeah, because her contract uh, ended. Uh, she's now released or anything. She is now going by her real name, which Macy. is Macy Estrella. Estrella, E S T R E L L A. She's still a terrible human being. Uh, whatever you want to say about that. So, best of luck in your future yeah. endeavors. Sure. Uh, but we're not going to see Lacey on television anymore, which nope. means maybe this whole, which is weird. It's weird because they gave her that little bit of a push earlier with the Sergeant Slaughter stuff. Yep. And then there's that whole drama with Slaughter's daughter. And then didn't resign her. And I think she chose not to resign. But, yeah. you know, like it's, it's over and done with. And it's just like, huh? The other thing, the big news, really, the the true big news coming out this week, uh, or last weekend, rather. Phil Brooks is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. God. Um, We've been talking about this all week. Uh, I think we've said everything we need to say or could say through our chat to all of, you know, the guys up here on the, the watch. But after the show last week... CM Punk cut a promo and was talking down about Hangman Page. Yep. I I I don't. I don't. I, I now know why they call him Hangman. I'm quoting. I know why they call him Hangman. Yeah. Because all of his merch is still hanging on the shelves. Right. It's still on the pegs. Yeah. Um. I, I don't get it. I he's I made this statement in our chat and I think that this holds true. A lot of these old school wrestlers, of which Phil Brooks is one, they don't understand this new age of no uh, of Kefe being dead. Right. And you got a lot of guys, MJF is an example, of people who are trying to keep Kefe alive and that's fine, whatever. I, I know the guys that I'm the biggest fan of are the guys that have the, this is me in the ring. Yep. 
and then this is me outside. I'm a bastard in the ring, but I'm actually pretty cool outside. Yeah. Those are the guys I'm the biggest fan of. Those are the guys I want to see succeed, whether it's heel or a face. I like, and I, I could be in the minority. I'm, I'm willing to accept this. I like the fact that they're, kayfabe's dead. I do too. Um, um, kayfabe, to me, is a television-only thing. Mm-hmm. Phil doesn't seem to understand that he was not the good guy, the champion, the the winner of the whole brawl out thing. No, he was not. Um, he but, was, in fact, the bad egg. But he is being treated by Tony as though he is. Yeah. Ace Steel has been rehired. Mm-hmm. Um, according to, you know, these are sev- several things that have come out along with the promo. Which, uh, one, uh, before before you get into all that, I will say that reportedly CM Punk has apologized to Hangman yeah. for the promo. Yes. Which is a step, but it never should have been said. Well, uh, I'll, I'll circle back to what I want to say about that, but I wanted um, to get that in before we... There was a comment made which was, was proven false that Hangman had gone to Collision because he was going to record a backstage uh, and was told that they had to go somewhere else to record it because... CM Punk didn't want him in the the arena. That was the original like line that came out. However, it was always planned to be recorded somewhere else. Um, there was a altercation with, or not an altercation, but a words were had with Jungle Boy that there was going. To, they wanted to, Jungle Boy wanted to do a spot with Glass, and Punk absolutely refused and told him go back to Dynamite where that's allowed. Which, um, I, that is actually one of the things where I think CM Punk was in the right. I, I think he was in the... I, to I an would, extent. I would I, give I, him credit for that being in the right if he wasn't such a petulant child otherwise. Yes. Um, there was... Ryan Nimeth was called and told to come to Collision that they had something for him. And when he got there, he was told, no, we don't, because CM Punk said he didn't want him anywhere near the arena because... Nimeth posted on Twitter back when the brawl out stuff happened about CM Punk being the softest man in wrestling. Uh, he had since apologized to Punk, but Punk is apparently carrying this grudge, which seems well, to be a thing with CM Punk. With Punk. Um, I will stand by the comments that we have made multiple times about Collision. I think Collision is a, is a great idea with a terrible implementation. The fact that you are making a show basically the Island of Misfit Toys does not hold up. You have Punk over there who nobody seems to get along with, or at least some people get along with him, some people don't. You have Miro over there who has been labeled as being extremely hard to work with backstage. Thunder Rosa will be there because... She is apparently extremely hard to get along with backstage, which really hurts me because I love her blog. I loved her vlog and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrade is over there, which speaking of him, it looks like him and Charlotte are getting a divorce. Um, sorry to hear that, but sorry to hear that, but he's over there because he is apparently very hard to get along with and work with backstage. So, like. 
I, I, why, why are we creating a alternative school? You know, for for the bad eggs to go to. And here's the thing. As part of the people who can't appear on collision, one of the names that is apparently in that list. Oh, I forgot about Christopher Daniels. Is Christopher Daniels, yes. who is the VP of the talent relations, head of talent relations. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't fair that Daniels could come to the show when A Steel can't because Daniels was part of the brawl as well. Now Daniels was part of trying to get them all separated. Mm-hmm. But Daniels is a very good friend of the Bucks and Kenny and all of that. So, yeah, he, he's not allowed at Collision. So this circles back, and I think it was you that said, did uh, Daniels bite anybody like right. A. Steele did? Right. Um, I don't think it was but, me, but yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. said that in the, in the chat. But this circles back to me being critical of Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Apparently when Punk came back, Khan stood up in the the gorilla position and was chanting CM Punk and jumping around like a child. He really is a billionaire playing with his action figures. Yeah, absolutely. A a billionaire child playing with his action figures. And he's horrible at management. Mm -hmm. And unless something changes in the very near future, this whole CM Punk thing... It's going to blow up in his face. It's going to blow up in his face. Because if guys like Jungle Boy don't want to work with Punk Mm -hmm. because of all of this is going on, they're going to stop signing new talent. I was about to say, guys like Jungle Boy, who is the future of your company. Yes, absolutely. Say what we want about Jungle Boy's current direction. I think he's actually got something now. Mm Mm-hmm. Not music, but something. But but he's definitely the future of the company. And if he doesn't want to work with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And Tony is going to take Punk's side on this stuff. Then the younger talent mm-hmm. are going to stop signing to AEW. We'll see Jumpin' Jack Perry in NXT. Yeah. Or it won't be Jack Perry. It'll be something like Luke whatever Luke Perry's last name was on 90210. Yeah. Oh, they'll definitely, what it'll be. They will tie that in. But, um, yeah. Because uh, Vince will look at it and go, that 90210 show is popular with the kids, right? <laughs> and Because uh, yeah. Vince is 30 years behind everybody right. else. So That's the joke. <laughs> so, But, yeah, no, yeah. it's all going to blow up in, in, uh, in Tony's face. And he's going to sit there and he's going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. You want to bring CM Punk back? Fine. I I don't care anymore. I'm not a fan of Punk anymore. Me either. Like uh, his actions in the post match or the post show uh, media scrum, mm-hmm. like that, and then brawl out. Like and, and- all of that soured me on Punk to a point that, and the. I'm no longer his a fan of his. And the thing is, he does all this. He gets hurt. He goes away. He could have, anytime while he was hurt, or right when he came back, he could have put out an apology. And said, but all he's done is say, I want to talk to him, but they don't want to talk to me. 
Well, no. the reason they don't want to talk to you is because you've never taken ownership of what you did. It has been nothing but blame everybody else. So, yeah. And I, you know I, what? He should apologize to the fans. Yeah. He could have apologized. He could have come he, out and said, you know, hey, look, you know, no matter what I think, I realize that this was a very bad look for me. I am sorry to the fans. I am sorry to Tony for putting him in the position that I put him in. You know, I am sorry to AEW as a whole. If he doesn't want to say he's sorry to Kenny and the Bucks, that's okay at, at this point. I am sorry for the way I acted. I am a, you know, and, and let him drop it. I am a legend. Uh, I know better. And I acted like the children that I was claiming that I worked with. You know, something like that would have been just fine. Then you go talk to you, you talk to Kenny and the Bucks, and I bet Kenny and the Bucks would have been willing to have that conversation. Oh, absolutely. At that point. Even if we never see Kenny and the Even Bucks never see work it. with yeah. CM Punk. And honestly, I don't need to see an on stage apology. This needs to be CM Punk going to Posted the on elite. Twitter or... Well, he needs to apologize to the yeah. fans and the locker room. He needs mm-hmm. to want to apologize to the fans on Twitter. Yep. He needs to apologize to the entire AEW I'm, locker I'm sorry, room. I said Twitter. X. Whatever. You, you know what I meant. Yeah. Uh, he needs to apologize to the entire AEW locker room in person mm-hmm. that does not need to be filmed, recorded, or reported on yep. other than CM Punk apologized. Yep. I don't need to hear exactly what he said. I need to hear that he, he apologized. And then yep. he needs to apologize in private to the elite. And that doesn't even have to happen in the same room. Like, mm-hmm. don't put them in the same room. If they're if the temperature hasn't cooled to a point where you can do that, right? They don't need to be in the same room. We have these amazing technology nowadays called a telephone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about it before. It's only existed for 150, 170 years. He can apologize to him on the phone. I'm being a little pedantic. You know, a little, but we have Zoom, we have Teams, we have all of these other ways that we can get them, quote unquote, into the same room to apologize without them ever having to actually physically be in the same room. Exactly. You find somebody who can moderate that. Is that an Arn Anderson? Is that a, you know, somebody that everybody's going to respect in the the industry? but you find somebody who can moderate that and all that needs to be is punk apologizing to the bucks and probably the bucks apologizing yeah, to punk. There, sure. there's going to be some yeah. it needs to there's some mutual stuff there yeah i say the bucks the elite the elite yeah uh, and then even if we never see them have a match mm-hmm. i'm fine with that but that's you have it to needs move to be on squashed and moved on it needs to be squashed you then have reportedly an agreement between the Bucks and Punk that they just won't talk about each other. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't include Hangman. Yeah. Tony, immediately, without further delay, add Hangman mm-hmm. to that agreement of, yep. you don't mention his name unless mm-hmm. I... And Hangman 
give you permission. Give you permission. And we will go over exactly what you were going to say. And if you deviate from that, I'm fining you a million dollars. And no, and I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not exaggerating. Right. The fine needs to be so much that CM Punk will think twice. Yes. About it. And then you have the healing that you need in this company. Cause right now, it's boiling Boy. and it's going to well, explode. And you, I keep seeing YouTube video pop-ups, you know, AEW morale at an all-time low, uh, backstage drama, backstage heat, this person's not re-signing, that person's not re-signing. Something's wrong. Yeah. Your house it, is not in order. And it honestly, to me, it comes down to Tony's management style. Mm-hmm. Because I'm afraid, and this is... Uh, kind of forming as I'm saying it, so bear with me on this, and then we'll we'll wrap up for the night. But uh, Tony is such a fan of some of these people. Yep, he does not he have the heart to effectively manage it and lead the company. One thing that I was always taught by by some of my former managers, when it comes to managing people, you can be friendly. In fact, you have to be friendly, mm-hmm. but you can't be friends. And the first time I heard that, I was like, well, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm their leader. I'm their manager. You know, I want to, you know, make sure that they understand I'm right there with them, the whole thing. Yeah. But inevitably, it will bite you in the ass because at the end of the day, you got a job to do and so do they. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one that has to hold somebody accountable to their job, you can't be friends with them because then you may not hold them accountable. You will let things like brawl out, like all of this slide, because you just want to be their friend and you can't be their boss. Without going into too much detail, I was part of the leadership team at uh, somewhere. And one of my friends from before we ever worked there was employed there. And he was also part of the leadership team. But some stuff happened and we had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And it was the toughest thing in the world for me because this is my friend. But the stuff that went down, Mm -hmm. I couldn't look at it as a friend thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I'm trying not to go into too much sure, detail sure, there, sure. but, and I may be not gave enough detail at all, but no, I it, think the point comes across though. Yeah. Like you have to be Tony Khan has to be able to draw this line that says, I am Tony Khan. I am the, the CEO president of AEW. If you do something wrong, and, and this is where I think the problem is, right? CM Punk does all this. And he gets a no comment. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff happens. What if Darby Allen would have done this? You know, that not name. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara. Hell, MJF. Well, I mean, these, these. I, I think come Sa- off of Sammy's the- a bad example. Why do you say that? Because look what Sammy did uh, with. Uh, uh, What's her face now? She changed her name. Sasha. Sasha. 
So you now, mean where Sammy was, where he was suspended and he was had to yeah. go through sensitivity courses and he had to do all this kind of stuff? Yeah. Mandated by AEW? That Tony Khan mandated had to be done? But the thing I'm going to say there is he took it upon himself. One, he said, he I was young he did and dumb right. and I did sure. it trying to get recognized. He reached out to Sasha sure. without prompting my to apologize is, to her. My point is... Tony Khan still said, hey, you're on my roster. You will do this. You didn't do that to CM Punk. I mean, what was the British guy who was known for the hardcore fight? Yes. He got fired. He got fired. He should have been. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. He should have been. He was immediate. Like, he was suspended. Yeah, put then, through the stuff. Within like a week then, or so, it was just fired. You know, they they let him go. Yeah. Um, B, what's her face? B Priestley. B who's Priestley. NXT now is somebody. She very similar situation. Mm-hmm. Stuff. She was let go. She was let go. I understand that there is a difference between Jimmy Havoc mm-hmm. and CM Punk. Sure, absolutely. I I get that. CM Punk is a name in the industry. He yeah. is, and without a doubt a top seller ticket draw. I get that. I truly do. And honestly, I mean, this is something that's been happening since Hogan, right? Yeah. There, there were things that Hogan got away with, that Flair got away with. Triple H. Triple H got away with. that. Randy Orton. Yeah. That, <laughs> you want that, to look at somebody who that did... your Chad Gables would not get away with. Yeah. It's industry-wide. I get it. That doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. And we're not um, saying it does. But... I think we've gone, we've waxed poetically long enough about some of this stuff. So I would like to say big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. Do you need magic cards? You should come get them here. Do you need Pokemon cards? You should also come get them here. Do you need Lorcana cards? You should not come get them here because they aren't here because Lorcana has screwed up everything. Uh, <laughs> do you need. Miniatures, or dice, or board games, or D&D books, or whatever. Absolutely come on down to McNarb Gaming. Grab yourself something nerdy, uh, you know, to make the to make the summer go a little cooler, maybe. Uh, and then while you're in town... Head on over to Big Dog Liquor and pick yourself up a bottle of liquor. Maybe try some of this Evan Williams 1783 small batch. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. tasty for 20 bucks. You can't beat that, uh, you know, or maybe pick yourself up something a little nicer. Maybe you pick yourself up a, a nice Four Roses or a Redemption or a Larceny. Or what we used to think was top shelf or was super expensive when we were kids, like a Crown Royal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pick yourself up. Maybe whiskey's not your drink of choice. Maybe you, maybe you like wine. He has all of the wine. Seriously, he has all the all wine in the it. state of Mississippi. <laughs> Can't get anywhere. No. <laughs> he has he has all the wine there. If you like wine, he has it there for you. If he doesn't have what you want, whether it's wine, whiskey, gin, whatever it is, he can probably get it for you. Just let him know. And he does discounts. Are you military? Discount. Are you elderly? Discount. You can stack those discounts. Are you an elderly retired military person? On Wednesday. On Wednesdays, you can stack those discounts. Yep. I was getting there. <laughs> so head on over, Big Dog Liquor. Tell them that the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast sent you and get yourself something nice to drink. 
Yeah, and now now that you've gotten your your dice from McNarb Gaming, you've gone over to Big Dog and you've watched Crown Royal to get yourself a dice bag. Hey. <laughs> you've listened to us. Why don't you give our friends at Travelers on the Omnibus a try? Uh, these guys are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They talk about all kinds of, you know, pop culture and nerdy <laughs> stuff, movies, music. Wow. I know, right? It's amazing. Uh, one of their most recent episode, trying to remember what it was on. I know they ended up having to cut about 30 minutes of it out, and they did as a as a rest stop because they got to talking about magic, and it just went on and on and on, much to, to Brady's uh, horror. <laughs> um, oh, social deduction games is what yeah. they talked about. And they talked about, you know, some games that you can also get at McNarb Gaming here in Goshi, Mississippi. Wow. Like Werewolf or Mafia. Um, and look, if you, uh, if you like what you hear, one of the, one of the guys over there on Travelers, they have their own podcast. Jody, has his own podcast where he talks about his life and his experience with the horror genre. And I tell you what, it's fascinating to listen to. Yeah. He's really deep into it. He knows, he knows all that he knows his stuff. Give him a listen, Fearology. And then finally, if just movies are your thing, listen to our friends at Silence Your Cell Phones. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin discuss new movies. Uh, Netflix TV show, bingeable stuff, things of that nature. Uh, give them a listen on that. They also do their show on YouTube as well. So if if Spotify in the car is not your jam, you can absolutely watch them on YouTube in the the living room. So I think with that said, with that said, we're gonna call it here. Yep, we will probably be back next week. We should be, you know, unless uh, one of us gets arrested Look. for. Uh, Brandishing a firearm at somebody, you know. Uh, That's not going to be either one of us. Right. Otherwise, we'll be here. <laughs> we're both so, responsible. Guys. We're both responsible. And on so, that note, cheers. Cheers.